0: So this series, is, this series is very simple. There's nothing complicated about it, nothing uh, weird. I, I just want to look. I just, I just felt led to look at the time, the seven times, that people were worshiping in the book of Revelation and what that can tell us about how we should be worshiping in these last days. How many know we're in the last days? could be last minutes the way things are going. Amen. So we've already talked uh, 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 two of these worship scenes. And what's also guiding us in this series is that four times in the book of Revelation, John says, I was in the spirit. And first he says, I was in the spirit on the Lord's day. We talked about that last week. And we started to talk about the second time when John said, and I was in the spirit in heaven. Right now, that's the only, you can actually get to heaven if you can get in the spirit. You can see heaven, you can experience heaven as it were. And do we not pray thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as, as it is in heaven. So that's the title of this second, uh, second of four messages, In the Spirit, In Heaven. Let's go to our text, chapter 7, verse 9 through 17. John says, After these things I looked, and behold, a great multitude, which no one could number. Can you picture that in heaven? Wow. Of all nations, tribes, peoples, and tongues, standing before the throne and before the Lamb. You know, it just hit me that all these people are speaking the same language up there. I don't know what language it is, but they are. Before the Lamb, clothed with white robes, with palm branches in their hands. Wow. And crying out with a loud voice, saying, salvation belongs to our God who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. All the angels stood around the throne and the elders and the four living creatures and fell on their faces before the throne and worshiped God. Mm-hmm. Saying, here's the song, here's the worship. Amen! Sometimes you start with an amen. Blessing and glory and wisdom, thanksgiving, and honor, and power, and might. By the way, here's another one of those sevens. 21 sevens of the book of Revelation. Be to our God forever and ever. Amen. Which means, so be it. Then one of the elders answered, saying to me, who are these arrayed in white robes, and where did they come from? It's like, you're asking me? And I said to him, sir, you know. And he said to me, these are the ones who come out of great tribulation. Wow. They washed their robes, washed the blood out, and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. Isn't it interesting that the things we bled down here are washed white by his red blood. Wow. Praise God. Whew. You can go home now. <laughs> Therefore, they are before the throne of God and serve him day and night, day and night, day and night in His temple. And he who sits on the throne will dwell among them, tabernacle, tent with them. Yeah. They shall neither hunger anymore nor thirst anymore. The sun shall not strike them nor any heat. For the Lamb who is in the midst of the throne will shepherd them and lead them to living fountains of waters. And God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. Can I get an amen? Hallelujah. So again, we're seeing this multitude of people from every nation, tongue, and tribe. It does not look like Sunday morning, the most segregated hour in America. No, 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 We're, we're listen, if, you, if there's certain people you can't get along with, you need to get right. Because you may, because they're going to be standing right next to you eating food that you don't recognize. We're going, amen. I I mean, there's people from everywhere, and that's the way it ought to be. If someone says, I love Jesus, they ought to be your friend. I don't care where they're from or what they're like or what they dress or what they eat or what their manners are or, or whatever your opinion of them are, if they love Jesus, amen, we're going to get along just fine. Come on, church. I wish I could take every one of you on a missions trip and just, just go and, and, and to hear people from all over the world speak in tongues. And it pretty much sounds like us speaking in tongues, because tongues are tongues. There's not a black tongue or a Latino tongue. Come on. Tongues are tongues. That ought to prove the reality of speaking in tongues right there. Come on. So I don't know what language they speak up there. Maybe it's Hebrew. But everyone is together from every tribe. and I mean, what what an amazing time that's going to be. And and the Bible says that they cried out with a loud voice. Listen, this worship is emotional. This worship is loud. And it's day and night. I know some of you on the comments said, Worship goes too long. Yeah, that's a long 30 minutes. You're going to be happy and heavy when they have that 30 minutes of silence, but then pull your big boy pants up because it gets loud after that. <laughs> you know, for those of you who like it quiet, you got your 30 minutes, but then eternity's pretty raucous. So it's very emotional. The, the the Greek word there is they cried out. This this is something that listen. They paid a price to be there, and it's and it was bad and it's horrible. I, I again, I, I don't I don't want to preach about the rapture and all that stuff, but we just don't know what we will go through before we leave this planet. And don't act because you're American that you're not going to have to go through anything. Because the Bible says those people in heaven were those who came out of tribulation, not spared from it. So I don't know what to tell you. You believe whatever you want to believe. But listen, there's going to be, there's going to be Christians going through the tribulation. Where they come from, you can figure it out. But listen, listen, it's not going to be fun. (laughs) But when we get to heaven, we're going to be very emotional because we came out of great tribulation. And listen, it's not just a worship scene. He says, and he dwelt with them. We're not just around a throne, we're home. We're with the King of kings and the Lord of lords. The Bible there means he literally pitched a tent around the throne and people from all over the world and and, and from all times. Wow. There's people there from the 1400s. There's people there from before Christ. There's people there from the first century, all worshiping together. Praise God. Someone next to you is going to ask you, so what's it like to drive a car? I heard they have cars now. We had to ride a horse everywhere we went. (laughs) Come on now. I mean, can you imagine? It's going to take eternity just to meet everybody. So he pitches a tent. They came out of great tribulation. They paid a price to be there. And it's going to be very emotional. The problem with too many churches today is that their worship is dead, lifeless. It might be good music, but is it good worship? <sighs> Listen, you go to a church running a thousand, and everyone on the platform's paid. And they're, they're amazing musicians and amazing voices, and the music's right on, everything's perfect, but, it's, but there's a difference between singing and worship. And if the congregation's just sitting there enjoying the music, that's not worship. That's not what's going on in heaven. No one's admiring the angels' instruments. <laughs> No one's, no one's asking who's in tune. No, that's none of that. It's, a, it's an emotional thing. And everybody, a number that cannot be counted, are all worshiping around the throne emotionally. I just don't believe there should be emotions. Well, then why are you so emotional when you see me emotional? Take that. All right. So that's the third worship scene. Let's go to the fourth worship scene. Revelation chapter 11 and verse 15. How many are still here? I'll not keep you long, believe me. Then the seventh angel, the last of them, sounded, and there were loud voices. There we go again. In heaven, saying, the kingdoms of this world, have become the kingdoms of our Lord and of his Christ. And he shall... No, we're not re-electing someone in four years. He shall reign forever... Wrap your head around that. And ever... Come on, give him a praise right there if you hear. Ow. And the 24 elders who sat before God on the thrones fell on their faces and worshiped God saying, we give you thanks. I tell you, worship's a lot about thanksgiving when we get there, hallelujah. Who's gonna have something to be thankful for? <laughs> oh, yeah. And if you have to go through tribulation, you're going to be real thankful. <laughs> the one who is and who was and who is to come. Why? Because you have taken your great power and reigned. You've reigned you're have reigning. And the nations were angry. <laughs> and your wrath has come and the time of the dead, that they should be judged, and that you should reward your servants, the prophets and the saints, and those who fear your name, small and great, and should destroy those who destroy the earth. Oh, my God. Then the temple of God was opened in heaven. Wow, watch this. And the ark of his covenant, the ark is there, was seen in his temple. And there were lightnings and noises and thunderings and earthquake and great hail. There's a storm in heaven. Wow, what a worship scene. They're they're celebrating because of two words, have become. Have become. It was prophesied that everything would be given to Jesus and it's happening It's happening. The kingdoms of this world are being turned over to Jesus. Persia's his. Israel's his. The United States is his. China belongs to Jesus. Russia belongs to the Lord. No wonder we're going to be shouting. Aren't you glad you've been trained well? (laughs) There's going to be some people in heaven saying, oh my God, they're so emotional up here. (laughs) I think they'll join us. If they have to go through the tribulation, I know they'll join us. But then something amazing happens. It says that, that, it opens up, and the temple's there. There's a temple in heaven. You know, nowadays, and I've watched shows on this. You all probably have watched shows on this. Where's the Ark of the Covenant? <laughs> and I, I guess maybe they're going to find the, the Ark. I don't know. If I, if I know the Antichrist, it's probably a fake. <laughs> it's an anti-Ark we know he's going to usurp the temple once it's built. I don't know if that's with or without Jewish permission, but that temple is going to be his. He's going to have his own little ark. He's going to have fire coming down from heaven or lightning from heaven just like God did in the wilderness. Christians are going to be deceived into thinking that the, that the, the temple is where they should worship. The mark of the beast is coming in chapter 13, the 666, right? And believe me, if you take the mark, you'll know what you're doing. I know there's a lot of deception, but the fact of the matter is, you're gonna, if you take it, it's because you're worshiping the beast. The deception might be in who, who you think that beast is. If you think it's the devil, I don't think many people are going to worship, but there's going to be a lot of deception. I just came down here to tell you today that the real temple won't be in Jerusalem. The real temple is in heaven. The real ark won't be down here on earth. Don't worry about what they find. The real ark is in heaven. Glory to God. Come on and praise him. Amen we will be worshiping in heaven around a real temple and a real ark. Can I get an amen? Amen. Revelation chapter 12. Now, this is not a worship scene, but I felt like I need to kind of parentheses this and talk about this because it's really cool. In, In Revelation chapter 12, then I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, now, salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ have come why the finger pointer Woo! the accuser of our brethren who has accused them before our God day and night oh he's day and night too Has been cast down. And they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. And they did not love their lives to the death. Wow. Therefore, rejoice, O heavens and you who dwell in them, woe to the inhabitants of the earth and the sea, for the devil has come down to you." He's kicked out, having great wrath, because he knows he has a short time. Now, let me explain something, because Jesus said in Luke that he saw satan fall so what's the difference between that and this what's going on here luke chapter 10 verse 17 can i can i chase a rabbit here then the 70 remember the 70 were sent out they returned with joy and remember these are not leaders these are not these are just average joe blow people these are these people are you Uh, okay, you're offended. I called you average. I'm... <laughs> Lord, they're saying with joy. Lord, even the demons are subject to us in your name. Come on, they didn't get any training. No one sat them down in Sunday school. Now, this is how you cast out a demon. (laughs) You have to yell really loud. (laughs) He said to them, Yeah, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. Woo! Behold, i give you say i have been given no say i've been given i give you authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means hurt or destroy you or stop you from the purpose that God has given you. Nevertheless, do not rejoice in this. Don't walk around because I got the power. Do not rejoice in this. Do not, listen, don't rejoice that the spirits are subject to you, but rather rejoice because your names are written in heaven. Because it's all about Jesus. So don't get caught up in your power. Because he just gave it to you and it was free. Now I want you to get this. What happened here? The two times. The first time, as I see it, you, you disagree if you want to. You can be wrong if you want to be. <laughs> so he didn't fall out of heaven twice so what's happening here is this was a powerful moment and there was a reason why there were 70 and I've, I've preached on this but I've got to say everything seven times before you get it so you remember Moses was told to appoint 70 and God took of the anointing on him and put it part, part of it on the 70 got me Ever since Moses, the Sanhedrin in Jerusalem, always had 70 men. Spiritually, the authority God gave to Israel resided in those 70 men, theoretically. But you know, Jesus, his main problem was those 70. And that's, that's who rejected Christ and crucified Christ. In that moment that he sent those 70 out, he took the anointing off the sanhedrin and put it on them. That's why there's 70 of them.. Those 70 represent the church. What is going on with Satan falling like lightning from heaven? First of all, lightning doesn't come out of heaven. It comes out of the clouds, so I, that's weird. But that's where he operates, in the clouds. And heaven can mean there are three heavens. So he said, he said, I saw sa-. In other words, when he gave the church, do I have any church here this morning? He gave the church the authority Authority that rested on Moses and the seventy, Hallelujah! The authority, and he gave it to the church. Church, what he did was sucker punch the devil. Can't use my left too good. <laughs> I saw Satan fall. Yeah, you punched him in the gut. Oh, oh. How many love the sucker punch? <laughs> Snuck up on him and punched him and said, Take that, devil. You thought I was a problem. Now I'm giving my authority to everyone who believes on me. Yeah. Come on and shout and give God praise. So the devil lost authority that day. But here, he's completely cast out of heaven, completely. He, ha- he can't go there and accuse you anymore. He doesn't have any legal standing in heaven anymore. They kick the devil out. And that's why it says, and woe to the people on the earth, because now his focus is completely on here and you know he's going to inhabit the antichrist right the man will be possessed by can you imagine being possessed by Satan himself and that's what's going to happen But remember, church, I just wanted to put this in here because I want to remind you, no matter what we go through, he's given us power. No matter how strong the enemy appears to be, he's given you authority to step on and walk on and tread on serpents. Use your authority in these last days. All right. The next scene, the fifth scene. We'll do the other two later. Revelation chapter 14 verse 1, then I looked and behold a lamb, say a lamb, standing on Mount Zion and with him 144,000 having his father's name written on their foreheads. Does that sound familiar? And a voice from heaven. And I heard a voice from heaven like the voice of many waters and like the voice of loud thunder. And I heard the sound of harpists playing their harps. Then sang, as it were, a new song before the throne, before the four living creatures and the elders. And no one could learn that song. It's the only song. It says there's a song, but I can't give you the words. Wow. I can't, I, you, I can't show you the words right now. Except the 144,000 who were redeemed from the earth. Okay. These are the ones who were not defiled with women, for they are virgins. They are, these are the ones who follow the Lamb wherever He goes. These were redeemed from among men, being first fruits to God and to the Lamb. So I don't know exactly who they are, it doesn't really matter. And in their mouth was found no deceit, for they are without fault before the throne of God. Then I saw another angel flying in the midst of heaven, having the everlasting gospel to preach to those who dwell on the earth, to every nation, tribe, tongue, and people. The gospel will still be preached during the tribulation, saying with a loud voice, fear God and give glory to him, for the hour of his judgment has come, and worship him. I like this who made heaven and earth, the sea and springs of water. I I get weary with people that say, it doesn't matter about the seven-day creation. It doesn't matter who made the earth. We're going to worship him because he snapped his finger and earth was. It makes a difference if you think we came from monkeys or a bit of slime. No. He made me in his image handle that. Amen. We're going to worship him because he is the source. He is who was and who is and who will be. It makes a difference what you believe. If you don't believe the first few chapters of Genesis, eventually you won't believe any of it. Come on, praise the Lord if you hear what I'm saying. So let's wrap this up. Chapter 13 now, I didn't read anything in chapter 13 because that's all about the dragon and the beast and the 666 and the mark and all that stuff. I'd rather not preach about that. I'd rather preach about Revelation 14. That's all about the Lamb. And notice in chapter 14 someone else is also getting sealed. And they have a number on there. They have a name printed on them. So Let's not be sealed with the 666. Let's be sealed with the 777. It makes all the difference in the world. Instead of a beast, it's a lamb with horns. Hallelujah. The refusal to worship the beast will become the church's primary resistance in that time. You will be... I mean, it's just gonna, there's not going to be any gray area anymore. You won't be able to hide out. You won't be able to go to work and pretend you're not a Christian. It will be very obvious. You will either worship the beast and have his number, or you'll worship the lamb and have his. And everyone's going to see you coming. Come on. Oh, Pastor, you're scaring me. Good. Get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready. Let me say it like Bishop Jakes. Get ready, get ready, get ready. Anybody hearing what I'm saying? You may not like this preaching, but someday you're going to be in heaven and you're going to say, I'm sure glad Pastor preached that. In fact, you might even be here during the tribulations. Oh, well, I'm glad he prepared me for this. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not predicting anything. I'm not saying anything. We just don't know what we'll go through. We need to be ready. We need to be ready.